You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the one, the only Transformers RPG podcast. And this is episode 71. And I don't have any jokes for an episode 71 title. I'm disappointed in myself. Shame. Shame. Well, 71 <laughs> was the year that I was born. If you want to laugh at that, go ahead. Well, uh, I mean, that was a pretty big joke. So Yeah, I, I do it all. I laugh at it all. It's just funny that I'm 50. All right. So we are back from a uh, kind of extended little vacation here over the over the holidays and everything. So we are uh, we are just getting back to it after a good couple of weeks of not recording. Uh, and the first thing we got to do or the first thing I got to do is I got to apologize to all of you listeners for the poor audio quality last week. I was trying something new with getting my soundboard hooked into my computer, and apparently I messed it up. And I was recording on uh, the wrong microphone. But I have fixed all that, and now you can hear my dulcet tones, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to go falsetto for that one. Yeah, I know, right? Don't worry. I can do dulcet tones, too. I was going to say, like, we can add that in post. (laughs) All right. So uh, before we jump into everything today, I was uh, I was actually playing over the break uh, Bioshock. I actually replayed Bioshock 2 and I started and finished or restarted and finished Bioshock Infinite. And those are some amazing games. I absolutely love the Bioshock series, and I got to thinking, you know what, this would actually be a really, really neat like RPG world to kind of like to, to play in. Uh, just like, like, not even maybe just the stuff in the game, but even like the stuff before that, kind of during it and everything, so I thought it'd be like a really, really cool idea to to have like a uh, an RPG set in the, the Bioshock world, if someone didn't already write one, which I'm sure someone did. But that got me thinking: What other RPG, uh, what other video game worlds can we put into uh, to RPGs that could be that could be fun? I don't know. What do you guys think? Right off the bat, I would probably say like Baldur's Gate, like you know, like the the Forgotten Realms D and D game. Like I think that would be a really great role playing game. <laughs> Sorry. You know, for a second, I thought you were serious. I know. Yeah, me too. I, I was like, "What?" I have that. I have that voice. I forgot that that was forgotten. Well, <laughs> it just realms now. Wow. The question itself is kind of problematic. Like any video game that you think would be a good RPG probably is in some way. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> probably there's probably six there aren't any because really? it's licensed it's the legend of Yelda oh, okay <laughs> it was uh, put out by uh, um, the Swiss <laughs> I mean we are talking about a world that has Cadillacs and dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of Cadillacs and dinosaurs I was going to say uh, Chrono Trigger yeah 
Chrono Trigger would be like having time, like a time travel mechanic as like a primary feature in an RPG. Like that could be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the magic system is pretty easy to, to get understand to get behind. Yep. Oh, thinking um, Soul Reaver might be good. I was just gonna say that the the, the Legacy of Kane series. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially the Soul Reaver one has interesting mechanics of fighting enemies, like especially, especially in the beginning, because you can't just kill them. I mean, you can pummel them forever, and they'll just keep coming back. You but have like, to kill them, like with fire ways. and sunlight, I think, right? Or water, yeah, you can, you can, fire, water, and sunlight. Depends on the yeah, fire, water, sunlight, or you can impale them depending on the one. So some of them, if you impale them, if you pull it out, they pop up again. Yeah, so, hmm. and but that's like. I mean, the setting is pretty cool because it's like this basically post-apocalyptic medieval world, you know. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I, I can get behind that. I think like any game that has like a very like interesting mechanic to the to the world could be a good could be a potentially a good one on this. Uh, I'm trying to think if like Earthbound would be a a good choice. That's that's a <laughs> that's a certainly a crazy uh, a crazy world. Anyone play, played Earthbound before? Is it just me? No, no, just me. Pretty much, it's just you. It's just like Castlevania. I mean, it's practically, yeah. You know, like it's already there, yeah. but it's just like as a. Uh, I mean, that's like Ravenloft, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Castlevania is an easier Ravenloft. Yeah. <laughs> Hell is an easier Ravenloft. This would be a, like a really fun thing. Like a, if we like, were to go like way back and like just do something like Hubert. Like, you know, and to get all abstracted shit and be like, wait, what the fuck does that even mean? And you're like, oh, God. I don't know. I could go one better. Let's make a world around Zork. Oh, wasn't, that a, wow. wasn't that a choose-your-own-adventure game? That was a text choose-your-own-adventure game. Oh, because I only had the books. Yeah, I never yeah, played yeah. it. I never very played rich, uh, Very rich content there. Hmm. They even... Like especially if you get they like if you like got like the um like the, the the treasure chest version in like the nineties that came with like the manual that was this thick because it was for like twenty games, um but it was all <laughs> this it's all this like they included like little little uh you know tr- trinkets or attachments or the letter letters like I forget like props props, that, props was, that you yeah. call them in my extensive free time <laughs> I've been slowly making a. Uh, Mass Effect RPG based off Starfinder. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. But it's very slow. <laughs> <laughs> Almost any of the Final Fantasies. Like, obviously, they're all different in, in ways, but like, you know, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, mm. Final Fantasy X, like, almost any of those could be really, really fun. That'd be, that would be pretty, that would work probably pretty well. You just roll a die and then the DM talks for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he cast, he cast monologue. Fuck! <laughs> Is well, there that a save? A no. scene. He has a special ability, un- unskippable cutscene. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the not, don't be a douchebag button? I know, right? You know? <laughs> well, that goes you to the players, it, too, because you start... I was going to say, you press that button, it says, do not buy this game. <laughs> that goes to the players, too, because let's be honest, you start summoning something, and, you know, we're, we're done for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bahamut. Jesus Christ. I replayed Final Fantasy VIII a few months ago, and uh, uh, thankfully I did the remastered version where they had a, a fast-forward button. 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> Parts of that game are f- absolutely brilliant. But realistically, half of my time was just playing that card game. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I love, that fu- I love that fucking card game so much. <laughs> Triple Triad. Which is, it's way better than the one that they had in 9. Do you remember that? Because, like, there were 100 cards in 9, but you could only Dude. have a total of 100 cards. So, like, Tetra, Tetra Master or something? I don't remember the name of it. I just remember it being very frustrating because you were like, oh, I have to get one of everything. And that was very difficult to do. What uh, What was the original card game like? Because I've, I've never played. It was a 3x3 three three grid. Uh, you put down a card. The card has numbers in the top, bottom, left, and right. And if you put the card down, generally, if the number that is corresponding to the one on the next to it is higher, then you flip the card, and the idea is you need to flip, uh, like, you need to have more cards that you control on the board than your opponent. And there's okay. a whole bunch of extra stuff with some, so like, bonus sort of like rules. and numerical version of Othello. Kind of. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. But then there's, like, a, they, add, they add all sorts of e- extra things, like... If you change the rules, then all of a sudden things change. It's like elementals, like, oh, like, these elements are, be- you know, better against one thing and worse against another. And, yeah. You could, like... You can flip and combo it if you match the numbers. You can, uh, if you have, like, one to the other side that matches or adds together. It's, yeah. It's you like can flip a, them. Uh, well, it's, let's let's make that an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say The Witcher, but if it's not already in the works, I would be amazed. There is one already. Okay, of course there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's been hot recently. Yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. I know there's a video game of it, but it sucks, but the setting for that... <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. One of, the, one of the, the world that I've been, like, crafting for, like, 20 years, like, once I became exposed to that, I'm like, oh, I'm taking this shit wholesale and just incorporating it into my world. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is all very interesting, but we need to start our own game, don't we? Sure. Anybody got any quarters? (laughs) All right. Well, when last we left, the four of you, five of you, speaking of which, who's taking on Legionnaire today? I will. All right. Pat, you are taking control of the Legionnaire. That is correct. And in this room, you found four coffins or containers or stasis pods. You found four things in this room with Transformers in them. You found Tremor, you found Tiltfire, you found Wild Strike, and you found a fourth bot that you do not recognize. Uh, although Wild Strike might have an idea of who he is if Wild Strike wants to go over. So- yeah, definitely. I'd be interested to see. You know, I look at each one of them. Well, we've got a trade-in possibility with this one here, and I'm pointing at Wild Strike. We already have <laughs> this one, so we can trade for a better one. <laughs> I want you to give me a quick perception check there, Wild Strike. Uh, 31. Damn. That's the way to start off an ep. So the Tremor and the t- 
Tilt Fire that you see are identical to the ones that you met back in the bar way, way back on episode, I think, two or three. Okay. So the ones that you reckon, the ones that you uh, that you found, and the ones you interacted with during our story here, look exactly the same. Is is there such a thing as like twins in Transformer culture? Yeah, certainly. Um, you uh, you met uh, the Divisions uh, in one one of the bars you went to. Well, they're not twins; they're like halves. No, I'm sorry. Uh, not not okay. So the Divisions are one thing, uh, but the. You met a pair of Autobots called Fastlane and Cloudraker at a bar. Those are effectively twins. Like, in the robot mode, they look exactly the same. Their vehicle modes were different, though. Okay. So it's like when they just changed the color on the, on the toy? Uh, yeah. You know, like kinda. that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all twins. They're not identical twins. It's like Ironhide and Ratchet, you know? It's like, yeah, we're just the same person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, and Wildstrike, of course, would know that uh, uh, like the Seekers have typically chosen the same body as the leader of the Seekers, as uh, as Starscream. So for the most part, you know, like most of the the Seekers who still retain loyalty to to Starscream will will echo his body type. Like, oh, can they change it after a while? Is that possible? Sure, if they want to. Starscream has changed his body uh, many times in the in the past like several years. Doesn't that depend on the series, really? <laughs> it depends on his ego. <laughs> it's sort of like how pet, you know, owners start to look like their pets or something like that, or the other pet, <laughs> yeah, vice versa. <laughs> All right. So, Wild Strike, yes, you uh, you take a look at Tremor and Tilt Fire, and you find that they are exactly the same looking as uh, the ones that you know about. Uh, you take a look at yourself, and... Yeah, I mean, it looks just like you, like staring into this eerie mirror. The fourth person, though, you recognize, and I think only you would recognize him. Uh, you recognize him as a soldier that you served with. His name is Beacon of Nyon. Beaker? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Beacon. How do I know Beacon? Uh, you served with him during the Mangarai offensive, just like Tremor and Tiltfire. Seems to be the common thread with uh, with these four. Indeed. Does he live up north? <laughs> Would that make him Canadian Beacon? <laughs> Why am I suddenly hungry? I, I deserve that face, Pat. <laughs> Do I know anything about what happened to Beacon after that? Or just my memory just not know anything. Or Apparently he was uncured. Do you know where the bacon is? <laughs> <are? laughs> uh, uh, if we used hero points, Matt, I'd give you one for that. <laughs> uh, you do not remember what happened to, to Beacon. Um, okay. Nothing has really... You haven't found any like notifications or any kind of like uh, reports or anything on Beacon. Even the uh, like, even the the casualty uh, reports from uh, Mangarai didn't list his name or anything. Uh, it's possible that he uh, just was not on the ca- like on the casualty casualty list. Maybe he was brought afterwards. Uh, Sandstorm didn't mention shooting him either. So yeah, Beacon just seems to like it, it just wasn't really mentioned. But like I said, you do re- you do remember serving with him in Mangarai, so it is very possible that he was injured or killed then. So, uh, do you have a story to tell us, uh, Wildstrike? Because I'm, uh, seeing double, and I've had not had anything to drink. 
the uh, four of us served at the Mangarai Offensive. What about the four in the cases there? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's who you served two. with. I thought you were talking right. about these bots, and I point to everyone standing around. No, no, no. I haven't known you that long. I don't know who you're talking about. Us. Well, if you listen, I'll explain it. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. These two, Tremor and Tiltfire, we, and I point to all of us in the room, we all met earlier. They were the ones that helped me try to infiltrate uh, C1. When I spoke to Sandstorm, he mentioned that he killed them. And here they are. Interesting. Much like how he said he killed you. Mm. Well, are they alive? Are these bots alive or dead? Perhaps Pythagoras could tell us that? Yeah, go ahead and give me a quick medicine check then. While you're doing that, uh, this one over here, Beacon, he served as well, though. I don't know what happened to him after that. Sandstorm didn't mention him. So whether he died in the battle or afterwards or whatnot, I don't know. But it seems like at least these three, including myself here, died after Mangarai. Killed by Sandstorm? Yeah. Allegedly. So do you think this is a common thing? Like, are there just little stations all over the galaxy where there's, like, backup use? Because if that's true, like, I would really relish the opportunity of fighting you to the death. You know, just to, like, (laughs) see... Everything that you got, you know. Uh, let's wait and see what Pythagoras knows. <laughs> Very modest of you, Wild Strike. I know. Damn it. <laughs> Twenty-one for medicine. Twenty-one. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty obvious that these four are are dead. Like outright, like even just a quick examination will tell you immediately that like, their sparks are extinguished. Are they? Is they missing anything? Memory modules, maybe? Uh, not really. No. So I think they they have their uh, they have their their brain modules. They have their transformation cogs. Uh, there is still a little bit of a damage on them. Like tremor and tilt fire both have some substantial uh, like weapon impacts on them, like scorch marks, holes, and stuff like that. Uh, Wild Strike has just one, uh, like effectively straight through where his spark would be. There's a small like gap, a small hole where a blast went in one side and out the other. Uh, but yeah, uh, aside from aside from the damage, it's it, it's a fairly normal looking dead body. That's clean work. That that shot. Well, maybe. I mean, we, he's still here, so. Um. <laughs> Uh, could I do an analysis, a uh, comparison of, of uh, Wildstrike's emblem, which has parts of it, which has bits of his spark casing in it, oh. compared to the one that's there, and see oh. if they match or if they're different? Nice. Yes. They have their own signature. You can do that. Uh, would that be an engineering check, I think? I think it'd be more, yeah, I think it'd be more, no, I think it'd actually be more physical science than anything else. Okay. Because you I have are the same in a lot of these anyway. Yeah, because you're effectively taking like scrapings of the metal and uh, doing comparisons on that. So yeah, give me a physical science check. What are you doing, Mag- Magnum? Leave that alone. You just can't wait to desecrate his body, can ya? Um, <laughs> eighteen. Eighteen. I thought I couldn't roll lower than last time. So. <laughs> 
yeah, you're not starting off too well today, are you? No. A six and then a three. I'll say that you uh, you take some time on this one. It, it takes you a lot longer than you think it it should, um, and it, it it's like you're you're slowly kind of scraping off like little like bits and pieces of uh, the emblem, and then like doing like comparison, like nope, like contaminated sample, throw that away, do it again, kind of scrape it off. It's like nope, damn, <laughs> damn, crack the lens hair. on this one. <laughs> I'm sure Denison walks by at one point and just, like, scratches it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it takes you a, 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 a probably about a good 15, 20 minutes in order to get a good sample for it. And your uh, idea is correct. So you scrape uh, off a couple of pieces, do some analysis, and you find that the material on the dead Wild Strike is matching to the spark casing, whereas the material on the living Wild Strike does not. Doesn't match his own, or it doesn't match. Do they match each other, or which, what matches to which? They are. They're both. They're, they're different. The one on the on the dead Wild Strike, the symbol matches the composition of uh, his spark casing, just as you expect. On the living one, the composition does not match the uh, the composition of his uh, his spark casing. It looks like it was created, uh, like created before the spark. Excuse me. It was created before the spark casing was, and it's very similar in composition to the rest of his body. Whereas you expect it to have like trace readings of uh, of like spark energy there, it doesn't have any. It reads just the same as the rest of his torso. Oh, okay. So, and then the two emblems don't match each other either. Right. I mean, they, they're they're really really close. Of course, it's a Decepticon yeah. symbol, so they likely used like a mold or something when it was made. But it's not the they they do have a slightly different uh, trace energy energy signature. Oh. Well, I will explain the findings to everyone. I'm not sure what this means, but it it may mean that someone to sob somehow gave you a new lease on life after you got shot, Wildstrike. Yeah, a new spark after the body was created, it seems like. Uh, so while you are taking a, a few minutes to, to go through this, uh, you hear the uh, the PA system kick back on, just like it did when you first arrived in the Vault of Stars. Shockwaves log, 30th cycle, 2828. Initial experiments on scraplets have been promising. Even though their sparks are rudimentary, the grafting process has been successful in 82.4% of cases. Rejection occurred in 10.8% of the test cases, and 6% of the subjects had immediate spark failure. The last 0.8% was a case where the subject's spark exploded immediately upon grafting. I believe this is an outlying result, as I have not been able to replicate it. Well, isn't that lovely? Huh. And that is what you hear over the PA system. And if you remember from, uh, I think, two sessions ago, uh, you determined that the uh, the PA session was glitching. Uh, the, PA, uh, the PA system was glitching uh, because it was uh, uh, it was like, getting connected to the uh, like the the, syst- the the 
the vault's database, and it was playing personal logs for a while now. got stuck in exposition mode. Yeah. Factory demonstration model. So the question I had was, if we're saying that based on the dead body, his spark casing is the thing that was destroyed, not his memory core? His uh, brain module seems intact. Oh, so where was the shot? I thought it was in his forehead. Uh, through his spark. Through the spark. Oh, so, okay. So it's through, through his heart then. Okay. So in theory, if you had a the mem- like the brain module inside of an identical body, and then you just put a new spark into that body, would it wake up with all the memories, even though it's a different spark? It would uh, technically, actually, yeah. It would wake up with the same memories, but the personality would not be the same like they would have it's effectively a different person with the same memories as the person who came before right but I mean from the perspective of the person waking up they probably wouldn't be able to tell that because they're to them their memories are consistent you know it's like if you were to wake up and it's like you fall asleep and you're like oh yeah like actually you're you're not actually you you're just someone who has the memories of you and you're like well how can I tell that difference it could be like reincarnation, like a past life. Okay, a lot of memories of like, why the hell did I do that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I if I actually die and like I'm reincarnated, I'm gonna ask myself why I didn't kill this bear immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I know. Because you like me, you can try to lie to yourself, but you like me. You truly do. Are you happy, Magnum? You turned carapace against me. <laughs> what, 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 what? You went and confused him. <laughs> is there a precedent for this, or is this taboo, or is this you know, like unique? Is this like holy shit? Like this shouldn't be possible. Like this legionnaire's like bureaucratic senses tingling and being like, no, this is an affront to the gods. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, okay, go stand in a corner and read a book, you know. (laughs) I want one of you to give me a culture check and see if you can uh, puzzle this out. You guys aid me? I'll try. Uh, I can aid you. I will add... uh, I rolled a modified 20, so plus four. Nice. Plus four for me. Now I get the 20. Look at that. The two soldiers here are uh, are are getting plus fours. Wow. What culture. Well, we, we talk about, you know, the, the science of bringing the dead soldiers back to life is something that just kind of gets thrown around the barracks, you know? If this is re- <laughs> if this is suddenly real, like the game gets changed. So, I got a 43. <laughs> <laughs> Doubles go again. <laughs> 43. That happens when I roll 20 and I get a plus 8 from my friends. <laughs> that was probably as high as you could possibly do this, wasn't it? Um, probably getting very close. Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, Pythagoras, you know, he's, he's examining all this here, and uh, you remember very clearly, like, stuff you've read in Cybertronian's history. This, this thing, like, this idea of, of, uh, of, of, effectively clone bodies is not unheard of. It's not unprecedented. Uh, You know that back during uh, the kind of like the the middle years of the the war and before the war started. So in two separate periods of time, there were a uh, there was a, a push to 
increase Cybertron's population. And what happened was, it uh, you ended up having two different classes of, of beings. You had those beings who were forged, kind of like a typical Cybertronian, and then you had beings who were constructed cold. Effectively, a body was built, and then a spark was created. No one was, no one, in, it's in the history, no one's really quite certain how the, the spark was created. Uh, the typical story is that sparks were spliced, like they were split and, um, and, and they were kind of split and then grown, split, grown, given energy, and then like the one spark became two. Uh, but you know, with a, fucking 43 <laughs> uh, that is not correct you know that the only thing the only device the only, the only artifact that can actually create sparks is uh, is the matrix the only other way for sparks to generate is for them to generate naturally during the forging process um, so during two time periods during the, the pre-war era uh, it was a Nova Prime's era that um, that uh, uh, sparks were quote unquote created and put into constructed cold bodies, and then during the war, the middle periods of the war, you know that a uh, a group of sparks, like a, a a giant amount of sparks, was found supposedly in storage. Uh, the the story was that they were, you know, they were created from you know, way back during Nova Prime's era. And then they were put in like a cold storage for a very long time, and then they were discovered during that time. Um, and again, like the, these are the two periods in, of history where a uh, uh, where bots like this, with the constructed cold bots, were uh, were were created. Uh, as far as this specific example right here, where someone was cloned, or someone looks like they were cloned, that you have not heard of before. I mean. Theoretically, there's there's technology that can rekindle sparks too. I mean, it's it's theoretical, but it's it's like really advanced stuff. Um, is there any? Would there be any way to tell that it would be the same spark re regenerated, or or is that just sort of outside my or or copied? And Pat has a question. That it's a it's difficult to tell. Uh, you're not quite certain. Not without being able to, to take some uh, some measurements of his previous spark. Okay, and and that's 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 kaput, so. right? So, uh, two questions. One, um, are do sparks like function as flames? Like, is it the the idea that like one spark could ignite another spark, or is it like a starfish where you like tear it in half and each one becomes like a hole? Or like, could you put a spark in a blender and just create thousands of them like with a starfish? Like, like how <laughs> does that work? And secondly, if the spark, if the matrix can create sparks then somebody could theoretically create a mass army and then just animate them whenever they need to by using the matrix is that you know theory? I think that's so, sort of been the point in the past um, probably Nova Prime so to answer your first question there uh, no Pythagoras would tell you that they're like, like that whole idea of like spark splicing and splitting a spark that's that's just myth that doesn't happen okay and to answer your second question, uh, yes, whoever controls controls the matrix could, in fact, create many, many more sparks and create an army of people if they were so inclined. Who currently has the matrix? That is going to need a culture check. I know uh, 
Wildstrike just did a spark transfusion, right? Right, Wildstrike? I did. Didn't you do that yeah. oh, to oh, yes. save yeah, Nick right. Nikos? Oh, Maybe shit, wait, no. Color. This section might explain why he has a different color one. Because he's that, not yeah, he's not like a blue spark. He's like, oh, he's a, you know, diluted or, you know, something else. So you're saying he's an imposter of the real wide strike? I mean, imposter is probably the wrong word, but... Um, this is the real wild strike we know, regardless yeah. of who this was. I'm not hearing any other... It also means that there could be other wild strikes out there. We don't necessarily know. Um, I rolled a... I actually rolled pretty well. I rolled a 27 on my culture. I rolled, wow. a, nine, I rolled a 19 on the die. Oh, let me try to uh, assist. you eating again? I do not. So I rolled a 1. I get a 16. <laughs> what would that be a plus, Pat? 2. Plus 2? Yeah, you, uh, you add 2 Eight. to me. So, so that'd be a 29. Oh, well, you're doing prime. Okay. So I add 2 to you. Yep. Because you did first. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So 29. 29, huh? All right. Well, with the 29, you know that uh, Optimus Prime was the, the one who, who had the Matrix last. Uh, you do not know what its current status is. Not with the 29, because that's like artifact level shit. Okay. Um, but you know that uh, the last time it was mentioned in history, Optimus Prime was the bearer. Okay, so... Just so we're clear, the uh, canon-wise, Transformers the movie did not happen. It wasn't Rodimus Prime with it? Right. Okay. Right. Cartoon continuity does not need to apply. So he didn't have the touch. Okay. <laughs> well, that's like... The the, car, the cartoon and the movie are, are my gospel. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know anything else after that, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. Prime is alive and well. So Prime is alive and well, and Megatron is banished... Space thing. He's on a search for justice. So Prime is I mean, not ruling the planet, so he's not president. Starscream is. I think you would know like where Optimus Prime, or at least what he's been up to. Uh, he's been on Earth, um, like in charge of the uh, the Cybertronian embassy. Effectively in charge of the Cybertronian embassy on Earth. Uh, like he is like the main representative to to that planet. Like, kinda. I mean. All of the Autobots still listen to him. Like, he's still their leader. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I caught hell trying to get through there. The body cavity searches I had to undergo. <laughs> I must What's disrupt meetings pleasant. to have have, have uh, Optimus Prime sacrifice himself for the greater good every ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Dennison, that's an interesting point. Because you would have, uh, like, to get off of Earth, you would have, like, went to the Cybertronian Embassy and gone through the Space Bridge to get back to Cybertron. Did you ever meet Prime or meet any of the No, the I met there? plenty of Autobots, though. And let me tell you, they were not using the kid gloves when they did those body searches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Do, do we even have body cavity searches? Couldn't you just, like, transform or... Have some sort of X-ray tech. It would probably be yeah. like cargo, cargo, cargo space searches. Yeah, they they made me transform and stopped me halfway through. Checked all the nooks and crannies. Can you <laughs> believe they thought I was trying to smuggle out fruit? <laughs> <laughs> but you did. Did it's you? always fruit. It's always fruit. <laughs> well, <laughs> they were they were not the usual berries. 
<laughs> anyway, all right, you, you folks are here looking at uh, the corpses of Tremor, Tillfire, and Wild Strike. Uh, you just and? heard one of Shockwave and Beacon. Yep. And Beacon, and you just heard Beacon. one of Shockwave's logs. What would you uh, like to do? Well, this is creepy as fuck. I think we should find where those logs are. Maybe we can figure out what's going on here. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Go ahead and give me an intelligence or wisdom check there, Wild Strike. Oh, boy. You can do it. See if you can remember some stuff about this. Uh, point you which way to go. <sighs> How about a 16? 16. That's good for an intelligence check. It's not too bad. All right. So with a 16, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you something. If you want to get access to like the logs and the, the systems of the Vault of Stars, uh, you are going to have to get to the command facility, like the actual command room. But I will say you do remember that uh, most of the the doors that control the sensitive areas of the facility are like solid lockdown, like blast doors. Um, and since power's been off in the system in the in the, the facility here. You really do think you're going to need to get your your get power back online. Now, you looked uh, uh, last time in that room to the north, trying thinking like, oh yeah, the generator's in there. And then you got there and it was a storage room. Once you got there, it kind of like, like triggered a little bit for you. It's like, okay, no, no, that's like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. This isn't a generator room, obviously. The right. real generator room that you need to get to is in the far southwestern side of the facility. Once you get to that, you can restore power to the rest of the facility, uh, and it will make it possible to get access to all of the, the rooms and the stuff within the Vault of Stars, uh, which will also, of course, give you access to the command room. Okay. I think we need to uh, restart power here first, or else we're not going to get far with the lockdown. Sounds good. Makes sense. Uh... We need to head to the southwest side of the facility. All right. Oh, thank God that all this talking is starting to rust. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to lead the way then? Yes, please. <laughs> Which way are we going? I'm sorry. Towards the southwest. Southwest. Okay, let me pan out on the map a little bit. Is anybody in in in? Is anybody injured or? Anything? Or low on stamina? I think Legionnaire is uh, a, a little bit, but it's only... It, no, yeah, he's like down 11 stamina. That's not much. Uh, yeah, I am as well, so it's not too bad. Uh, the marching order from the first time in the Vault of Stars was Carapace, Wildstrike, Magnum, Denizen, Legionnaire. Is that still accurate? Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. I'll t turn all my sensors on as usual. All right. Okay. Um... So you guys head out, head down into the hallway, and start moving westwards. Uh, as you keep on moving west, you get to a circular room that has a uh, hallway leading to the left and the right. Now you know that the one to the uh, the one to the left is the one going southwards. Uh, but as you look down the hallway, you can see that it ends in a uh, uh, it ends in a door. Um, and Wildstrike, as you're looking down, you you remember a little bit that 
uh, this is not the correct way. You actually have to go northwards, which will lead around the the outer edge of the facility. And it's probably a, uh, a little bit of a safer route for you. Head towards the north to move around. I think power getting the power back on will help us loot the rest of the place. Do you want... Uh you guys, Wild Striker, Carapace, do you, do you want the meat shields up with you? Or, oh, the, the, or just the drones? Back here. Yeah. Or just wait till you... If you see something dangerous up ahead, just send one of them in. Uh, I mean, I would say let them stay behind, but uh, we should probably make sure that the bear lady isn't doing something gross to the dead bodies, because I don't see her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm here. You know, I can be stealthy when I want to be. I'd say have them, like, follow up the rear. Like, you know, just make sure that we don't get flanked. Or if you don't even care about them, I'd say, like, you know, send send one of them down south just so that we have an understanding of what is south. I, I mean, they don't really report back. I mean, they just follow verbal commands. So. Okay, then never mind then. Well, if we send Think one down and all of a sudden explodes because it gets shot at, then that's information that we didn't have. <laughs> that's what they're there for. All right, I'll send one down to the uh, the hallway and just have it walk to the end of the door and stop. All right, sounds good. Uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're not, they were never intelligent because they were just machines anyway, but they're like zombies. I mean, they don't have any brains. All right, I will get back to that in just a moment. Uh, Carapace, you are in the lead and you uh, get to the end of a hallway heading northwards and you can see that it turns to the west and as you look down that hallway you can see a uh, a secure door in front of you. Now, you can tell that this door looks different than the previous ones if you have uh, seen. This one definitely is a like a secure blast door, and you would think under normal circumstances you wouldn't be able to get this open from this side. It's meant to be a secure door. But as you are looking at it, you notice that there are two marks uh, along where the locking mechanism is. So it looks like maybe some scraplets had gotten to this door at one point. Uh, luckily for you, the scraplets had chewed, ch- chewed, chewed, chewed. Chode is different. Chode. Either way, they have eaten through the locking mechanism on the door. Uh, So while you do think it's going to take a bit of muscle to to open it up, uh, you think you can get through. Okay. You want me to get that? Sure. I think I would try it at first, and then if I'm unable to do it, then then yeah. Um, Do you want me to spray glass, glass gas on it or anything? Or well, I don't think I'm trying to break it. I'm just trying to open the door. I'm trying right? to force it open. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Uh, I rolled an eleven, so that is a fifteen. Uh, so you get, you know, both of your your hands kind of into the the gap and try to pull it open. You can feel it start to give just a little bit, but you think you're going to need a little bit more help with this one. Okay. When you guys want to come I'll up get behind you guys because I am weak. Pythag- Pythagoras is going to aid with a strength check, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you guys is so, going to be useful? Who's stepping up? I, I mean, Wildstrike's strong, isn't he? And no. uh, the Bear Lady's strong. Can you guys combine forces? I think so. I just don't know which one of them is stronger. I'm assuming the Bear is. Well, I'm right behind her right now, and I'll tell you then. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, how, strong, how strong is uh, uh, Denizen? Uh, 
Dinsley actually isn't all that strong. Or maybe she is. Sorry. Just thinking of someone else. It always reminds me of the old... Uh, remember remember Ben Barr's Liftgates? Second mm-hmm. edition is like a, it was like a two percent chance, but and that would apply to any <laughs> character. So you could have like if if you rolled a one like a like a strength three character could like rip the wall rip the bars off the wall or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Once in their life. All right, I suppose I can give it a go. Okay, so do you want to aid, aid another? No, I mean she haven't answered the question. How strong are you? Strong or are you not? Given what I am what strong. she rolled, she's strong. And my role is... Where am I? She smells strongly of honey, I'll tell you that. There we go. 23 for a strength check okay. there. So I'll add 2 to that. It's 25. 25, all right. Uh, there we go. Yeah. The two of you working together in close proximity, you managed to get that door pulled open. That's right. Uh, you oh, should wow. be able to see into the room now. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. So I'll move in uh, f- f- total defense. I'll do the same. Uh-oh. This small room has one computer station in the center. In the northern wall are three openings that lead into a large open space. It looks like the openings are blast doors that can be sealed for the protection of the people in the room. There is another door on the opposite side of the room to the west... And you can hear the sound of movement to the north beyond the openings. Can we see that little dude up in the middle? The drone, yeah. I was just going to ask. Give me a perception check. Those who want to. Modified 18. 22 for wild strike. 35. 35. Natural 20 (laughs) and perceptions is bagged too, so. Yeah, nice. Get a 25. So the three of you can see... Uh, what looks like a security bot, just like the ones that you had faced before, uh, making a loop around this uh, like this larger structure to the north, this kind of this larger open space. Uh, but Denizen and Magnum, the two of you, not only do you see uh, the movement of one of these security bots, you hear the movement of other. Sec- other security bots uh, in that northern space. Uh, You would estimate mm, somewhere between two and four. With a 35, you got a two two to four range? Sure. We'll we'll, we'll go with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good at being mediocre. (laughs) All right. Uh, Two to four to the north. And there's a one in the middle right there. Uh, Does it seem to be aware of us? Not currently. All right. But you think that if you want to get any closer to it, you'll have to probably do a self check to get close. Maybe I should tell uh, the little puppet here to go out after him. Uh, do we wish to destroy them or detain them? We've seen what they can do before. They don't have a lot of information. So, I mean. Okay. If I remember correctly, uh, they're just sort of. They're drones, so. Yep. All right. Send in my drone. Magnum, you command the drone that you hacked into to move forward into the into the larger open space. Uh, the security drone that is still active in there does stop for a moment and turns to face it. 
It looks like it scans it for a second. Uh, it looks like there's a little bit of communication kind of going back and forth, just like basic identification. Uh, and after a second or two, the drone or the 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 one in the space um, starts moving along. Look, I think they're gonna kiss. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, all indications seem to be that the the drone has identified one of its own and is moving along. Uh, you know what? Actually, um, Magnum, since you did get so high on your perception check, I will give you a little bit more information like further in. Uh, just beyond where that drone is walking, you can see an opening into a larger round area uh, and a la- and a, a seat with a control panel in front of it. Looks like it's a, a control panel to a large piece of equipment right in front. Is that to the north or to the right? Directly to the north, straight down the middle. Okay. All right. You want me to guy? Want me to sneak attack him? I'm not a fighter, so what do you guys want me to do? Yeah, I mean, if you want to. Want you to stop wasting time and make a decision already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're 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 here to take take things down. So I'm gonna have it go right behind it. Do a full attack from behind. <laughs> Flat-footed. I wonder if they're smart enough to fire on their own, even if it's behaving hostily. So just for the, the listening audience, you have commanded the drone that you sent in to follow the patrolling security bot, and you want it to attack it. Yeah, actually, I'm going to wait till they get sort of out of, out of the, the range of that northern entrance. Um, I have no idea if, if, it's, if that's... Uh, going to be more private, but then I'll do that. Yes. Shoot it in the back. Or okay. whatever passes for a drone's back. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll the attack for your drone. Uh, just roll the d20 and I will uh, figure out what the bonus is for that, and I will tell you in just a moment. Oh boy. I got a six. Goodly, goodly. How many attacks do these things have? That's showing them. Uh, okay, so you have two options for your attack. You can do a melee slam, or you can do a ranged attack with their arc emitter. Which one would you like to use? Um, use the arc emitter. All right, that is going to be a plus 13. So it's a... wow. 19. And 19 so is enough to uh, to hit the EAC. So you have successfully scored a hit. Go ahead and roll up some damage. Uh, it's going to be 1d4 plus 6 electricity. 10. 10 zappy damage. 10 zappy damage. It's the most damage Pythagoras has done in the entire game. <laughs> All right. So, yes. <clears throat> uh, your, your attack goes off. Uh, the security bot stops. And turns around and takes aim at the obviously malfunctioning security bot. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Magnum. Hope you're happy with yourself there. What? What? I'm always. You just happy can't with help but have people turn on themselves. Uh, well, if uh, none of you real players are going to get in on this action, we'll just go through the uh, the fight between security bots real quick. Uh, Matt, I want you to go ahead and roll up three attacks and three damage, and I will do the same. Uh, and we'll get through this pretty quick, just because they're just going to fight each other. Uh, they're just going to fight each other, so... 
Alright. Uh, why don't you... Uh, Magnum, I don't suppose you could turn yourself into a turnstile so I could get by you? <laughs> I could turn myself into a wall. I've done that before. No, that's, before a, that's, them, a, actually. That, that's actually a relevant question because only allies can move through your square. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's getting sort of tenuous. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, go ahead and tell me. Uh, go ahead and tell me your your hits. So thirty-one, twenty-eight, thirty. All hits. Go ahead and roll up your damage in each of them. So damage uh, nine, nine, and seven. Also known as twenty-five, I think. All right. Good. 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 And I did three attacks on you as well. Uh, got hits on all of them. Uh, everything was over a over a 16, which is their EAC. And total damage coming at you on three hits is 8, 8, and 10 for a total of 26. And I think that's actually... Oh, that's not enough to kill yours. So I'll go ahead and do one more attack, and you can do one more as well. And then we add 9 damage on top of that, which is just enough to kill it. So you can do one more attack on the other one here, and then your friendly one is going to fall in the on the fourth attack. 18 to hit for the last hit. And 10 damage for the last one. Uh, still alive, but barely. What? Barely? All right, uh, I, I guess it's our turn. I was going to say, I was going to move up into this position and, and, you know, kind of lean behind the wall and look north just to see if anything else is coming. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. That is a 15. 15. You can hear something. Uh, With the 15, you can't tell how many there are, but you can definitely hear some movement. Okay. Why don't we go ahead and roll for initiative, because we still got some uh, some combat going on here, and we have some more coming in. Uh, So let's go ahead and do it. Initiative for everyone. Adam, what'd you get? I got myself a 2.01. Or just a two, as the tiebreaker is a .01. I don't know who I'd be tied with, but there it is. That's okay. Carapace, how about you? Uh, Carapace has a 19. And Wild Strike yourself? An 8. Ooh, that is pretty low. Yeah. Especially for Wild Strike. Your dex is pretty good. Not today it isn't. Magnum. Oh, pretty low. 13. And my guy's got a... Oh, fuck, got a 7. Uh, Legionnaire is a 16. And Legionnaire to 16. Thank you. All right, so... You're all like Velocitronians compared to me. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. Carapace, go ahead and lead us off. Uh, So can I see that bot that's around the corner? Yep, you can see one approaching from the northwest. Okay. I'm going to level my Gelid Hail Cannon, my Yellow Star Plasma Array, and my Azimuth Artillery Laser. And take three shots, because I can. Full auto! Full auto! Uh, actually, I could do that, but that's not useful for right now. This is just multi-attack. <laughs> you ever, ever seen the Death Star blow up a small pebble? <laughs> uh, okay. I think we're about two. So I have two 16s and a 1. So the 1 is on the Azimuth Artillery Laser. Well, that's definitely a miss. Yep, so I have a 30 minus 4, so 26 on the first. Success. 26 on the second. Success again. And the natural one. And a miss. Your gun blows up. 
No, no, that's okay. I was like, that's a lot, but that's uh, that's where we're going. Okay. <laughs> it's not like he doesn't have more, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I do almost minimum damage with the uh, plasma. So I do ten electricity and fire. That's out of two d ten plus seven. <laughs> ten for electricity and fire. Wow, that's pretty low. Yep. And then I do 16 cold and piercing. You're just throwing everything at it. 10 yeah, and like 16. Five damage types and two shots. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the goal. Is like I want to be able to hit everything. It's like a blunderbuss stuffed with just random yep. shit. <laughs> I found this, this, like, this last shot is filled with slug bones. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Wait, what did you Data say? Data slug bones? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you notice that the first hit did more damage than you expected. Actually, it, it, right? did, it did a lot less damage than I expected, but uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm going to write slug bones down. I thought that was funny. Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up is Legionnaire, so don't go anywhere, Pat. You are still going. All right, for sure. Uh, okay, Legionnaire is going to move up to... Uh, oh, okay, so if he's as far back as he is, he probably won't be able to get involved this round. Do we want to have him just keep in a watch behind us? Up to you. It might be if he moves up closer so he can get involved next time, but he keeps okay. a watch behind. So he'll, in case he'll, they dro- drop more drones on us. Yeah, so he'll come here, but that'll be like his as far in position as he can go. Actually, from there, he might even be able to hit that thing. I'm going to say no. There's, uh, there's plenty of people in the way, and there's a wall, so... No, you see where he is no, now? There's no people in the way. There's no people. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Denison. <laughs> uh, would they, would How they... tall are those bone-shaped things? <laughs> uh, they, that, that's an actual wall. It goes to the ceiling. I'd give you a minus two if you did it, but yeah, you can do it. you can give it a shot if you want. Uh, full attack. No. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh... I fill that whole area with, uh, was it lightning and fire? Was it some electric shotgun, right? Yeah. This is the electric shotgun. So I roll a natural 20, uh, and I do 16. So that's, uh, <laughs> why can't I think? 20. I think they gave you both damage rolls. Yeah, 33. Oh, I know. I, just, I, I couldn't add right now. 33 damage. Kapl- and Kaplow. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Justice had like two hit points. I I, I know. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be able to resurrect that one. It had seven hit points. (laughs) It's just sort of an outline on the wall now. I just kind of, Carapace kind of looks sideways and I'm like, I love that gun! (laughs) (laughs) All right, Magnum, you are up next. What do you want to do? All right, he's going to run out into the middle here of the room and look straight north to see what's up there. The building is coming into the room. He is going to look straight north. And I will give you a little bit extra. Because you're Magnum. You can see what looks like an enormous weapon emplacement within that space. It looks like a starship weapon. You're going to like this, uh, Carapace. (laughs) Get a load. I'm going to transform in these four squares with me and the... I want to leave a gap on my left side so people can shoot out. 
out, 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 like here. But also put the shield around. There we go. How much of a gap is between me and this wall? Or would I have to go like here? Uh, if you want to... Sorry, on between that wall there? Yeah, is there like... Is there... Cause, like, did someone like lean out and shoot through that okay, hole? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll even give you cover in that situation too. Okay. Heck yeah. So they, they, the, the walls sort of go halfway through the square, so... So yeah, I will okay. transform up there and my shield, put my shields on. For, so if anyone wants to get closer and use shields as extra protection or shoot forward, uh, he will do a ranged aid or wild strike since he's coming up next. Ranged aid, 14. So you get plus two on your next attack there. Nice, thank you. Uh, he will, uh, I'll just do a, maybe an engineering on this, the laser. The big, the big focus on can that thing turn around and shoot us? Twenty-three. All right, twenty-three. Uh, let's see here. So I will give you a, a couple of things with this. Uh, kind of just from observation, you don't think that it can turn around to shoot you. Uh, in fact, this entire area looks like a weapons testing range more than anything else. Uh, so you think that uh, this weapon was placed here to to like because you can't see like the the far end of the room, but it's probably blasting like a wall or like a giant steel plate or something. Uh, and with that, I can even give you what kind of weapon it is. It is an X laser cannon. Uh, it is eight. What? It is eight d six damage in a line. Uh, it's a thirty uh, thirty five build points and forty PCU. Yeah, it is. It's a right. pretty nice weapon. I can't right, wait. I can't wait to strap that to my back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look Bigger now, but you. there's a starship weapon sneaking up on you. <laughs> there's a bot in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, I'd be done. Wild strike. I'd be aware that anyone wants. If anyone gets next to me, they can. Uh, they can have the shielding. What are these things here, Mike? Can we see over them? Or are they walls? Those are walls. The things between them are open to blast doors. Those are the blast doors, okay. If you go around the other side, um, you can get in the shield, and then there's a gap right here. Um, there might be a gap here as well. Like right here? Well, I would say behind the protection. Or I don't know if there's anyone to shoot over there anymore, because uh, I don't see any other bots, that, except for the one that Carapace is shooting at. Yeah, if I move up here, can I see that one? To the left? Yeah, you can. Uh, I'll move up there then, and I'll take a shot at that one. Go ahead. Take a shot. Just squeeze one off. Let's hold. Keep it loose. Keep it loose. To the elite plasma bolter. One hand. <laughs> Just kind of hold it sideways. All right, let's stop. <laughs> How about a 29 to hit? <laughs> 29 will hit. Uh, 30 electric fire. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Well, um... Nasty. Okay, that one's dead. I love that gun! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that means I finally get a turn, and two of my bots are already dead, so... Uh, let's see here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. We'll say yes on that one. And we'll do 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. No, we'll do 30. Right there. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, that is. Oh, I might be outside my range increment. I don't know if I like that. 
25, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. And he, this one's going to have to double team it or double book it over to get into range. Which and one? let me go ahead Which and one? reveal a little bit of this section over here. That way you can see the ones that are coming in towards you. So uh, there are two security bots coming in from the right side. Uh, this kind of big curving hallway on the right. And there is one coming in behind the one that you just destroyed on the left. Okay. So assuming I can see all three of those, I will let everybody know that we got two incoming from the right, one from the left. Sounds good to me. Uh, let's see, the one behind, the one that you just destroyed, I only took a single move. Let's see if I can shoot... Uh, who do I want to shoot? Carapace is the closest one here. Bring it, bot. Uh, I rolled a... Uh, I rolled a dirty 20. Dirty 20. That's right, a dirty 20, which I'm assuming is a miss. Yes. It depends on what you're going for with the dirt. Bring it, bring <laughs> it, botch. Uh, as for the two on the right, the one up front is going to take a shot at you, Wild Strike. Ooh, I may have actually hit you on this one. Uh, 30. That's a hit. And the other one had to take a double move to get into range, so that one's not going to do anything to you. All right, so electricity damage coming at you. Uh, that is going to be a total of seven electricity damage. Okay. I have a note saying I have energy energy, uh, energy resistance temporary from Magnum. I is that because I'm in his shield? I think that was because of his shield, yeah. Okay. And I'm within his shield, so... Uh, That's right. right. You, are, you are right next so to him, so... I take two. Ah, two. Happy days. Sounds good to me. That is my turn. Denizen, you are bringing up the rear. What was that? Denizen's rear. All right. Denizen's bringing up the rear. What's something I can do to these two bots here that happen to be lined up just so conveniently? If you just tried the big guy with the lightning bot, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> you see where I am. It's not going to happen. I'll actually uh, move to there instead. Bouncy, bouncy. I won't quite make it up there. And I'll use the second Arcing Surge max damage for the day. That's the last time I can do that today. And do I get a save? Or do you roll? Uh, it is a Reflex 19 for half of the damage. Failed on both. So is that 60? So go ahead and... Uh, aye, it is a 10 6 so it's 60. But it's electricity damage, so it's 90. <laughs> Why, do they take more from it? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought they might have been immune because they were using electricity as a, a weapon. And that is two more dead security bots. <clears throat> right. What else have you got for us, you vault of stars, you? Back up to the top of the round for round two, Carapace, followed by Legionnaire. Okay, I'm going to do... So I was able to discern that electricity is the thing that's doing extra damage, is that correct? Yeah, you did. Okie dokie. It is vulnerable to electricity. Yes. Denizen is the thing doing extra damage here. It's also vulnerable to critical hits, too, so... (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Well, then I'm going to take uh, three shots with my yellow star plasma array because it is not an unwieldy weapon. Ooh. Yes. These are all plus ten. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a six. On that one. I rolled right? a sixteen and eighteen and a twenty. So I mean, <laughs> that's eight d ten plus twenty twenty eight. <laughs> Boom. And yes, that is more than enough with three hits to kill the last bot. And with that explosion, you hear the PA system come back online. Shockwaves log, 10th cycle, 2829. I've gotten final approval from Megatron to conduct the experiment on Cybertronians. As much as I would like to bypass High Command, I believe the commanders would notice several missing soldiers under their purview. This way we preserve our anonymity. Reports from Maine Gorai seem encouraging. And we'll see you all next time. Nice. Oh, 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 nice. From the Secret Files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denison, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon Warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off.